Is your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? Are you ready to take it to the next level? Join us as we dive deep into the small business secrets successful entrepreneurs are implementing to see massive results. This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush. There he is, the man. How's it going, man? You know, it's a great, great day here. Great day. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Won't you be mine? Absolutely. Hey, dude. How you doing? We are back. We are. We're back every week, but today we're back. And it's Christmas week. It it is. It's Christmas week. Uh, And give me your favorite Christmas movie quotes. Oh, man. Good news. I saw a dog today. Yeah. Yeah, That's one of my favorite Christmas movies. That's from Elf. I love Elf. There's there's some good ones from Elf. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Come to the coast and get together. Have a few laughs. Coming to town. Oh my God! Santa here. I know him. Oh, I love hearing that old money freak. That beautiful sound of cold hard cash. Save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> okay, Eddie. Ah, fragile. That must be Italian. Well, I think that says fragile, honey. Oh, yeah. There it is. The holy grail of Christmas gifts. The Red Ryder 200-shot range model air rifle. You see gum on the street? Leave it there. It's not free candy. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box, so I had to come here. Haven't you heard of peace on earth and goodwill toward men? Yeah. We're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since... Thank Tunk. One thing about drinks. It doesn't matter where they're going. What matters is deciding to get on. All right. All right. Today, today we are talking about some cool stuff. But before I do that, it is Christmas week. So I've got to ask you, what is your favorite holiday food? <sighs> Hands down, mac and cheese. Who's, who's mac and cheese? My mom's mac and cheese. Mama's mac and cheese. It is legendary. Okay. What makes it unique or special or... I, is it just that mama touch? I think it's just that my mom makes it every year for <laughs> nice. Christmas and Thanksgiving, so you only get it, you know, that. Yeah, that one time. Yeah, yeah. So. so. Okay, let me ask you this, because families are all uh, different here, but do you do the same type of, you know, there's kind of the traditional Thanksgiving dinner, turkey, dressing, mm-hmm. that thing. Do y'all do the same thing for Christmas, or do y'all do a different type of meal for Christmas? It depends on all who's coming. But yes and yes. Okay. So there will be there will be a turkey and dressing at Christmas, guaranteed. Got it. There's also going to be a ham, just like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. The difference, the biggest difference between Christmas and Thanksgiving in my family is deer season is well underway. Ah, uh, yes. And so we will have deer for Christmas in, in some form or fashion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I know down here in the South, here in Texas, yeah. a lot of times people will do the traditional Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. and then for Christmas, they do some type of like Mexican-inspired, uh, you know, tamales. So, Christmas Eve is usually some sort of fajitas. Or, fajitas, yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, another Texas favorite would be to do something barbecue style. Oh, brisket. Um, hands so down. I'm excited. This Chris- Okay, so last Christmas. Last Christmas. Last Christmas. Um, we were living in the RV, and we... Didn't know, like we couldn't obviously do like a more traditional Christmas. Right, right yeah. do it. And so we ended up having all the family come out to the campsite. It was at Yogi Bear. Oh, yeah. And we did a Christmas breakfast campfire style. Awesome. And it was so cool. And I so bet. this year, because of that, we were like, hey, 
why don't we do that again, but yeah. in the houses? And so yeah. what we're going to do, me and my brother-in-law, who are neighbors, are going to set up like a, essentially like a camp kitchen between both yards. Nice. And we're going to do the whole camp, you know, camp style breakfast. Yeah. And then since we're already going to be out, we're going to go ahead and do barbecue Christmas. Right. And so we're going to smoke a brisket and mm-hmm. pork belly and, you know. Cool. So what time's lunch? Yeah, we're we doing come on, bro. <laughs> All day open for business, bro. All right. I'm coming uh, by. My favorite holiday food, I think... Hmm, there's a lot of such good stuff. Green yeah. bean casserole. Yeah, that's a staple. That's a staple. I 100%. love it. But I mean, a good mac and cheese. A good pie. Stuffing, dressing, pie. What's your favorite pie? Apple or pumpkin? <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> you're, you're I was going to jump straight with pumpkin and then apple like screamed at me from the back of my mind like, what about <laughs> me? <laughs> I... I can't argue with those choices. Yeah. You and I's friendship started with a slice of pie. It did. We used to go have burgers and a slice of yeah. pie. You want chocolate pie? Yeah, I like chocolate pie. Day. You want to go do fishing in the yeah. field? Yeah. Fish, we burgers, just become pie. best friends. We're best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I, I also like pecan pie. Oh, yeah. yeah. A good company. Pie? Just pie, dude. A good company pecan oh, pie. Yeah, Ooh. dude. Shout out. All right. We'll be right back. Before- <laughs> Today, we're going to do a fun episode, a little different than normal, Yeah, we're doing a software roundup. It's the holidays. You might right. be thinking about, okay, the new year's upon us. We might have to start picking some new technology to kind of progress the business. Or maybe you're thinking, hmm, I need to get myself a Christmas present or gift an entrepreneur in my life yeah. some software that will help them be more productive. And I've got to kick this thing off with my stat of the day. What is your stat? Okay. I, there's a lot. I've got several written down here, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to start with... The average employee is only productive for two hours and 53 minutes a day. That's nuts. What am I paying for? (laughs) It kind of makes a lot of sense too, though, because meeting after meeting after meeting in a day. And even if you – I guess productivity and being productive is different than how much your work output is. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Like I work. All day long from the moment yeah. I get here to the moment I leave. But how productive am I? I would venture to say it's probably less than the two hours and 53 yeah. minutes per day. It because- can definitely feel like that because especially those days where it's like, all right, I'm going to get this test yeah, done. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Phone call. Meeting. Curveball. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And it's just constantly changing. So, I understand that. So, yeah. we want to talk about our favorite tools and software that we use at Beefy and mm-hmm. that we recommend to our clients all the time. Which also is funny because I've got another stat that's going to go well with this list. This list that we're going to go through is not small. But we were sitting here thinking like, what else do we use? And we know there's more here that we've forgotten. Oh, yeah. Which is funny because 80% of people have subscriptions they've actually forgotten about. (laughs) How appropriate. It's appropriate. We are a part of the 80%. Definitely. (laughs) So, you know, without further ado, I think we can jump right in. Oh, yeah. John, I'm going to let you kick this thing off because right. you're the creative. You're the most creative person on the team. I don't know Are about you, that. You have the most creative role on the team. Maybe. I would say, okay, I agree with that. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. So I'll let you kick it off. All right, because I'm going to talk about some creative apps. Let's do so it. So the Adobe Creative Cloud Suite is obviously Creative Cloud. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a name. creative it's a creative group of programs. If you don't know what it is, it's got Photoshop, Premiere, Illustrator, XD, which is a user interface design. I mean, there's, if you haven't heard of Adobe and you're doing any kind of creation for yourself, go yeah. check it out because it's at least worth 
trying these. Uh, yeah, and they've even got some new, like little new apps that they've released for more for the, mobile the consumer for mobile. Mm-hmm. Exactly, like uh, I think one's called Spark Posts. Yep, and it's it basically will help you create posts for social media. So if that's something that you're looking at in-housing right there, that's definitely something to look at as Adobe Spark Posts. Uh, my most used one would be Adobe Premiere, which is their video program, and yep. and it's probably going to be my favorite one. In general, because it's one I use the most. I use Photoshop and Illustrator the most. Yeah. Which you used to. Yeah. uh, In your old old life. Old life. Your old life, John. Back when I was making websites (laughs) instead of videos for websites. So I do a lot of podcast artwork for Team Never Quit, uh, which is Photoshop. Could do a lot of Mm -hmm. photo comp work. And then Illustrator is obviously vector files. Right, yeah. Logo design and t-shirt design. Right, yeah. I've tried to learn Final Cut. Yeah. It's a little bit more advanced. So Final Cut just has different keyboard shortcuts than Premiere, but the concepts are the same. Yeah. I actually, when I took college on those, we used the two interchangeably. Our teacher, he taught us in Final Cut, but we also had Premiere, and for our final, we were required to use both. But everything is, the general concepts are kind of the same, but it's learning those general concepts. Let's like, stick to iMovie. There you go. <laughs> Drag and drop. For, for those of you out there that are wanting to get into video editing, but maybe you're kind of at my level, mm-hmm. a little more basic, uh, iMovie from Apple oh, is yeah. a great free Easy to video use. app that comes with the computer. But if you're looking to take it up a notch and you really want to kind of go all out, Premiere and Final Cut are like Oh, yeah. That's the, the way to go. And then there's DaVinci Resolve, which is a new player because of Blackmagic's, you know, popularity with the live streaming and basically DaVinci has great color correction it has a lot of the same functionalities as Premiere and Final Cut but I think it's all your preference honestly as far as which one that you decide to use yeah preference and budget my favorite mobile app from Adobe mm-hmm. is called Adobe Capture. I had to look at oh, my phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a but good I'm one. But I'm going to show them. Uh, hopefully, I can kind of show. Am I in the frame pretty well, John, for, yeah, me, for YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you're going to see this app. I'm going to just throw it up in the, Here, on my, go on ahead my phone. This app is really cool because it actually will look at colors in a space. And I don't uh, know if you can see that, You can John. see them bouncing around there. I went full with you. Perfect. So kind of what it does is you can actually use it. it let's say that you're going to do a graphic design project or you're doing some artwork and you want to utilize colors out of someone's actual business or mm-hmm. event, you can actually sample colors straight from the wall. And I won't be able to see it if I turned it to John, but yeah. if I turned it to John, it's really cool because it grabs a lot of the blues and yeah. the purples behind him. Uh, I guess I could do the same back here. There you go. Yeah. We and can see that still. So really cool. That's one of my favorite apps. It lets you capture those colors. So I have one kind of like that too. It's called Digital Color Meter. Oh yeah, that's right. And here, I'm going to Show it to them, baby. I'm going to show it to them real quick here. So here's my computer, and this is that app. And it, you'll notice as I drag it around uh, through these different colors, it's giving me the RGB value here of whatever that color is. Yeah, so. and for those of you that can't see it, basically what yeah. you have is this little eyedropper tool, essentially, this little meter mm-hmm. that you can kind of drag around anywhere on your screen, and it'll actually tell you the color value of a color that you're looking at. Right. So say you're on a website, you're like, man, I love that blue that they use. Yeah, what color Pop is that? Pop that open, go hover it over that part of the website, and you'll have the RGB value for exactly. it. Exactly, which is perfect 
for an app like Canva. Uh-huh. Let's say that there's a company out there that you see their colors and you're like, oh, I really mm-hmm. love that blue or I love that yellow. You can sample the color and then you can open up uh-huh. Canva. And Canva's a really great alternative to the Adobe Creative Cloud. Right. Really kind of a replacement for Photoshop slash Illustrator to some extent. I'd say mainly some Photoshop. extent. I'd say, yeah, especially as far as templates are yeah exactly and so it lets you create business cards letterhead facebook graphics brochures banners i mean pretty much name it if you need to design something you can do it in canva they've made it really easy because they've created literally hundreds of thousands of templates that you can pick from and then just tweak your colors tweak Mm -hmm. your text and they've got some great integrations with some third-party print companies Mm -hmm. to, to go straight from design to print right i tell small businesses all the time if you're looking for a platform to design social media graphics or maybe just some basic design collateral for in-house and you don't have a big budget, Canva is the way to go. I would say so because especially if you're not super creative, but you you have the content. Yeah. Then if you've got all your content ready to go, then man, that's a great place to look because you can just pull in there, find a design that fits what you kind of theme you're looking for, slap in some of your original photos in there and your text. Yeah. And, and from a productivity standpoint, the fact that Canva actually has collaboration right. built in, mm-hmm. that's been huge for us here at Beefy. Oh yeah. Because you can just bounce it on to the next section. Yeah, whoever, yeah. yeah. Whoever's involved. Like for example, we've got our social team who mm-hmm. will actually design social graphics for our right. podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. And then us or John right. are able to actually go in and make small tweaks, right, download yeah. it, whatever we need to do. So it's really yeah, a I great think, way to collaborate on design. Yeah. What else we got, John? Uh, the other one I want to talk about in the Adobe suite that I forgot is a phone app and it's called Adobe Rush and it's a video app for your phone. Okay. And you can edit in there. You can add music. You can do all that. But the really cool thing I like is you can take that export XML file to Premiere and then you have all your cuts in Premiere and you can do your finishing touches oh, that's and export cool. out to different programs. So it's there. kind of like iMovie. It's a little kind bit more of, simple, but it can be it can, yes. advanced. Yes. You can start small and take so, it to a bigger stage. An example for this would be you have, you know, your video editor on site and yeah. then your social media team. Well, you can send your social media team out to get a rough thing going and then you can send that over to your video editor to produce a full production Love that. video. Yeah. Love that. That's even great for kind of pre-planning a video. Oh, yeah. And, or know? TikTok stuff, social stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Adobe Creative Cloud. Yeah, look them up. It, yeah, definitely. Ever since they bought Macromedia, it's been great stuff. Slack is another Slack, great one. That was the one I was about to say. Yeah, we use that a lot. We do. And that one, it's kind of like, remember AOL Instant Messenger? Yeah, aim, bro. It's kind of what it's like, essentially. <laughs> I didn't you're even right, think about that. It's right. It's <laughs> deeper than that, but you're right. Oh, it, it does that. a lot more, but yeah. So, yeah, so for those of you that have never heard of Slack, I'm sure that 90% of the people that listen to this podcast have, but those of yeah, you that haven't, yeah. Slack is an internal communication tool for business owners. And so like John said, very similar to AIM, like mm-hmm. we can instant message direct employees. Mm-hmm. You can actually set up Send what are files. called channels and have group oh, yes. conversations. Yes, because we have our social threads. and That's then right, different, video, yeah. social. Mm-hmm. You might even have it you know, administrative mm-hmm. or, you know, financials. And those right. are kind of groups with specific people and specific discussions. Right. So you need to talk to your, you know, social team. You need to talk to your web team. You need to talk yeah. to your video team. Yeah. And it integrates with pretty much any other tool that exists on the internet. Yeah. I, I um, Dropbox plays plays nice with it. Mm-hmm. G Suite, all of that, which I guess I said G Suite. I should probably, yeah, talk, you should about probably it. talk about it. So G Suite is something that I... I mean, I swear by, but it's also kind of the found one of the big core foundational softwares that we use at Beefy because it powers our emails, mm-hmm. and we can't send emails without 
G Suite. Now, when no. I say emails, I don't mean newsletters and automated marketing campaigns. I'm talking about right. just regular old email right. you know, with our business domain. So people will come to me and say, hey, how do I get an email address that's at my domain, mm-hmm. right? So at beefymarketing.com. Right. And the way to do that is through an email software such as G Suite. Mm-hmm. There's also uh, Microsoft Outlook. Which yeah, I think is called like and Office 365 or something like something that. Something like that. And also your hosting companies will have some version of yeah, something. Of their own webmail typically. Yeah. yeah. The reason why we kind of swear by G Suite is that it is Gmail. Mm-hmm. I'd say most people are familiar with Gmail, have a Gmail account. Definitely. It's like the old Yahoo. Right. Yeah. Everyone used to have Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Everyone stopped using Yahoo because of how so much spam you would get. Right. And so everyone kind of that, moved over to Gmail. And my main, I had to pay to be able to use my Yahoo account That's and right. an email client. I remember that. You're and right. And I was not happy about that. So Gmail is a free email software that anyone mm-hmm. can use. But G Suite is kind of like the business version of that. Right. And so, you know, again, kind of bringing this back to productivity, they've kind of created the reason it's called G Suite is they've got kind of this whole suite of tools, Mm -hmm. productivity tools that you can use in your business. I got you. Things like email, Mm -hmm. uh, Google Docs, which, you know. Oh, yeah. We use that that all the time. Right right now. (laughs) Everything that we do to prep our podcast episodes is actually laid out. And it's so great because I can just sit here and come up with something or you can come up with something. We just share the document with each other. We can both edit it. We can both be at the same in real time we can have a phone call yep and edit this document and that's the other cool thing if you've never used g suite specifically google docs Mm -hmm. it is a truly uh collaborative in the sense that like john was saying he can be typing or deleting something Mm -hmm. and it will show a little cursor with a color right it'll say john is editing or john changes and same thing with me and if we had care or someone else from our team in here rosie you know it would also yeah and so we can see who's doing what in the document Mm -hmm. and so you and i a part of our episode planning process is right. to open up a Google Doc. Yep. We kind of have a show flow format that we follow. Right. And we fill that out in real time together. Yep. And then we use that when it's time to record an episode. Right. Again, they they have uh, Google Drive, which is kind of an alternative to Dropbox mm-hmm. to hold yep. all your files. Use that as well. Google Notes. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of tools in here that I've never even used. So I'd be lying if I like tried to say all the different ones. I think there's right. Sheets, which is like their version of oh, Excel. Excel. Yeah. There's Slides, which is again a, their it's version a of PowerPoint, PowerPoint or Keynote. Yeah, yeah. Keynote. And then Forms. Forms is actually really handy. Yes, that's a cool. You know, if you're not too uh, super technical and know how to like change forms on your website. Google Forms makes it really easy to throw right. together surveys, questionnaires, right. um, onboarding documents, whatever you need. Right. And you don't have to pay extra for that because it's a part of your overall monthly price that you See, pay. See, that's nice because with any hosting plan, yes, you can get those things, but it's, yeah. you're going to pay. You're going to pay extra for all that mm-hmm. stuff. And most likely a premium if you're going yeah. through your hosting company. And, and G Suite's pretty reasonable. I think that we're paying something along the lines of $6 per user per month. That's so, really... You know, if you have... You know, five employees, you're looking at $30 a month. That's really not bad. Very reasonable. They have larger plans based on your needs. If you have a huge right. enterprise level or maybe you need a ton of storage for your emails or your right. Google Drive. But I'd say most small businesses are fine at that $6, $7 a month count. Most likely, unless you're in the creative space and got huge files. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which is, it's interesting that we use Dropbox and not drive but i think it's just because i've used dropbox for so long i i use both honestly yeah we do use both i mm-hmm. guess but because i mean well if you think about it all the scripts are on google drive true that's so it's all stored there not on dropbox. yeah, yeah and true. then all the actual work so all the pre-planning is in google and all the 
actual work is in Dropbox. I never thought so about our weird. workflow like that. So it's it's because we're using too many softwares. So Dropbox is another great one that was not on the list yet. I don't think. Uh, it was oh, it on, is. Oh, it's, it's right on there. there. Okay, Dropbox. Dropbox is essentially for the layman is a external hard drive. Yeah. It's a Dropbox. <laughs> on the cloud. Yeah. It is essentially a an additional amount of hard drive space, but on the server, on the mm-hmm. cloud. So the way we use it here at Beefy and the way I think a lot of people use it is as a redundancy, a backup for mm-hmm. your data. So that in the event that you were to have a hard drive go corrupt on your computer or an external right. hard drive get dropped and you lose files, you know you have that backup on the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we kind of use it at Beefy is a level up from that, which is like we use it for essentially as a server, we use it for all of our client folders, all of our assets, our creative files. So we don't have to have, you know, 10 terabytes of hard drive sitting in our office space Mm -hmm. that could potentially get damaged or be in a fire or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I will say it's a good idea to have both. It's a good idea to have a cloud and hard drives, which I I believe you have. I think we keep filling up hard drives. I've got a 14 terabyte right here. That's got about five left on it at the moment. Yeah, that's so bad. (laughs) Files are just getting bigger and bigger. But Dropbox really is great. Another great thing about Dropbox is I keep coming back to collaboration, but because it's Mm -hmm. a lot of these productivity tools have designed them in mind to help you be productive. Dropbox has a lot of great productivity tools. It does. You can take comments on files that you've uploaded. Mm -hmm. You can actually quickly share uh, shareable links, both publicly and privately. Or the file individually. That's a big part of our podcast Because, yeah, I mean... Part of creative work is getting proofs over to clients so they can look at them or, or listen to them or watch them or whatever the case may be. And I really love how easy it is with Dropbox. I don't have to sit there and go through an email and type out or copy over five, seven links to videos. I can just send them to one folder. Here's everything. Back in the day, whenever you wanted to send an email with a large file like a video or yeah. audio or whatever it may be, large photo, for example, mm-hmm. each email has kind of a threshold of which how yeah. much data you can actually yeah, send. Yeah, it used to be data. around like 5 to 12 megabytes or something Yeah, and like it's that. still pretty, I mean, I don't, it's more than that, but it's still pretty limited. It's it might still, be like 20 or something like, like that. You're not sending a gig. I mean, you can send it. Please don't send me an email with a gig attachment. Yeah, I will exactly. not be happy. <laughs> I don't but, even know if you can. So I don't that, know if it would work. That's but yeah. the benefit of tools like Dropbox and, you know, um, right. they've given you those shareable links. Large files. I know for video, it really helps because especially on like a full quality render, you know, check this out for... Yep. TV. You used to have to like use a different software called, um, I think it's called You Send It, where you would you upload send a it file, was one. it mm-hmm. would put it on the server, it would give yep. you a link to share, and then you would share it, and then it would expire after a certain amount of time. Right. And yeah, Dropbox didn't even have that function. No, not right? at all. And now you just upload it to Dropbox, you create a shareable URL, share mm-hmm. it, and it's as long as that file stays in that folder, it's accessible. Yeah. So Dropbox is massively yeah, important if, in our business. If you've never heard of it, definitely check it out. Speaking of, you, you talked a little bit about client feedback, and there's yeah. one that's kind of further down the, the list here, but Cage App okay. is one that I use quite often for design, I guess, you know, uploading all my design concepts. When I do a mm-hmm. logo or a website, instead of sending a Dropbox folder with a bunch of files where it's kind of, you know, they have to download them and yeah, look at each file yeah. individually, Cage App actually allows me to upload all the files in one place and then create a design presentation. I got you. And it's, so then the person can actually see all of the concepts on one screen. I got you. Look at them. And then they can actually leave. My favorite feature of KJAP is the fact that not only is there the feedback functionality, but you actually have annotation feedback functionality, meaning yeah. I don't know if I, I don't think I'll be able to pull it up fast enough. Basically, someone can click on any part of the file 
like of a design and say like, oh, I don't like this blue or I don't like this letter in the design. It's really cool. I know that I could pull up the website. I'm just not sure I could show you kind of yeah, that's what I was exactly, seeing. you know, do, 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 scrolling fast, scrolling fast for the people watching on YouTube. Maybe it's here. Scroll maybe it's not. faster. Go, go, go. Yeah, it's not here. It's okay. Yeah. Basically, you can. It. Oh, there. No, there it is. There Boom. you got it. There you go. Got so you can actually right, make marks and make comments on uh, on a specific design, which I absolutely love because, you know, back in the day, you would have to give feedback on the file as a whole. And then me as the designer or whatever, I have to interpret what you were talking about. Whereas here, they can actually kind of tell me exactly like, hey, I don't like this, you know, part yeah. of the shoulder or the arm. And I don't know if they could see it, but either way, it is a really cool feature. Check it out, cageapp.com for that. There's also Transmit. Yes. This is a big tool we use. I love Transmit. There's a lot of ways you can use this tool, but why don't you tell people how you use it? So... I used to use this to get into Dropbox, and that's the way that I really fell in love with this. You app. taught me that actually. Mm-hmm. It's funny because basically it gives me, I don't know, a format that I was used to from web design from uploading my files. It, it, it was just a familiar format. So this to was a drag little bit nerdier drop. of a tool, I guess. Yeah. What would you call Transmit? It's a file transfer protocol. So an FTP. It's an FTP software, which yeah. most people use FTPs. To essentially access the back-end data that lives on a server mm-hmm. for a website, whether it be uploading media in bulk or changing right. CSS or whatever, it essentially is let, it's for us nerds, it's really kind of given us like a backdoor to the actual you know, framework and the right. data that builds that website. And like John was saying, one of the cool things is you can actually log in with a Dropbox account on it and see it as if it were like a server in transmit so that one's us kind of majorly geeking out but uh for the techie people listening to us i think that you'll love how easy transmit is to use i've used a lot of ftp apps Mm -hmm. that have been real clunky and a little too technical in a way that you didn't understand what you were looking at yeah sometimes you open it up and it's like oh oh, i'm gonna have to ms dos yeah exactly Uh, transmit is a piece of cake i also like that you can save like yes, you like, can yeah. save everything, all your different profiles you can save in there. So, you know, this website, that website, exactly. BFE Marketing, you know, a podcast website, stuff like that. And even the way they've laid out the screen, on the left-hand side, you have all the files that exist on your computer. Right. And, and then right, everything that everything exists on the, on the that's, server. That's why I was oh. saying. I just, it's just intuitive for me. Yes. It just made sense for me. It, it really helped me make sense of, with my Dropbox files, what's on my local What's up there? Yep. Are they the and same? It's it easy to drag, drop, and well, oh. and I can see this folder is two hundred twenty-five megabytes. This folder on the server is three hundred twenty-five. Why is the one on the server so big? Yeah, you know what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. If you're like a nerd like us, oh yeah, it's, check it out. It's awesome too. Um, I just sent you an app that you had never used before the other day. Yes, the Spark email one. Yes, is that what you're talking about okay. so. I used to work for Apple, so I'm an Apple fanboy. Yeah. But one thing I have (laughs) never been a fan of is Apple Mail. No, I don't like it either. I don't, of all the things that they have updated and made look awesome, they've done a great job with Safari and the overall operating system. But it seems like Mail and honestly the calendar and contacts app as well Mm -hmm. are kind of like these, you know, forgotten stepchildren that just. They are what they were when, yeah. yeah. When Steve Jobs was still alive and kicking. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, like, where's the innovation? I get that they're like basic apps. Yeah. But they're some of the most frequently used applications on our computer. Like you think that right. they would spend more time 
to to develop those. Well, yeah. but I don't know. Either way, I digress. Mm-hmm. Spark is my favorite email client. And if it's, you're like, yeah. what is an email client, Andrew? I thought you told me about Gmail. You're right. Gmail right. is where you send your emails from. G Suite's where you send your emails from. Spark is just a replacement email software on your computer right. to open all of your email accounts. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing, most people don't even know this, on Apple Mail or Spark, you can actually add multiple different types of email accounts. You can add right. your Gmail, your at me.com, your iCloud, your Yahoo. Right. And instead of having to go to eight different websites to check eight different emails, you can yeah. have one unified inbox that has mm-hmm. all of your different inbox, all of your different email accounts. Right, yeah. Which is massively a huge productivity oh, save. Oh, my goodness. Because you don't have to, to go... To log in, yeah. to log out. Just takes, a pain. Yeah. And I, I know people still... There are people on my team. Mm-hmm. There are people on this team that still <laughs> that still like to Who? go to the websites. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to call. Who are you I'm talking about? Not in this room. <laughs> nah, not in this room. Nah, uh, not anymore. <laughs> uh, not anymore. Exactly. Brought you over. That still log into the web app version yeah. of their email, and I'm just like, why would you? Why would you do that? Yeah. So the reason why I love Spark though is they have done all the innovation that Apple has not. I, I would agree with that. The the first thing that got me when I, I logged in, because you sent me that email, and I kind of laughed to myself because I was like, Andrew saw me using Gmail through my browser <laughs> and he sent me a... But anyway, uh, the first thing I noticed was the intuitive inbox. Yeah. You've read this. You haven't read this. Hey, you probably don't care to read this. Yeah. You're I like, was like, oh. And you're right. You're, I haven't read right. that. I have read that. And I don't care to read that. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Like, that's the smart inbox, what yeah. they call it. Oh. Mm-hmm. So awesome. It was the first thing that I noticed because most of my time, you know, to get back to that productivity and yeah. email is spent dragging this to this client folder and this to this client folder and deleting that and figuring out what the heck that is. And yeah. Yeah. They've also got some really, really amazing features designed, I'd say, for business owners or, mm-hmm. just, or just employees as, you know, in general. Yeah. My favorite I'll start with my most favorite, which is email scheduling. Yes. Yes. This. So, okay. I always kind of tell our team, hey, we work from nine to five, Monday through Friday. There's going to be the time and the occasion where mm-hmm. you're going to put in hours earlier than that and later than that. Always. That's okay. The problem though, is if you send emails during those off hours, you set an expectation with clients that they can call you at two in the morning. They can email yeah. you. And if you don't respond, they're frustrated. Mm-hmm. So we as a you know company have to do a good job of kind of setting our boundaries and our expectations. Right. There has been multiple times at two in the morning, I finally got around to doing a task. Yeah. And if you send that email out, you're breaking well, that rule of, you know, Yeah. Boundaries. And the other thing, I mean, you don't want to send somebody a notification at two, three yeah, in the morning, no, wakes yeah. them up. Yeah. And they're also like, oh, why was the guy working so late? Yeah. It's just, it looks bad. So one of the great features of Spark is you can actually say send later. And then when you say send later, uh-huh. it actually asks you. Tomorrow, later today, yep. first thing in the morning. And I always do that. I'll say send it in the morning. Right. 8 a.m., mm-hmm. that email goes out. Yeah, if you're working late, yeah. And I love that because I might not even be awake the next day and people yeah. are already getting my emails. I think you've done that to me before. Probably. <laughs> so I've gotten probably an email so. and then called you and they're like, they're like what? Said, what just happened? <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's up, Brown? <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up? Yeah, so that's cool feature. The other cool feature is actually like following up. Yes. Sometimes you get an email. And you know, uh-huh. I, I can't respond to this right this second. Right. So you kind of want to snooze the 
alert. I yeah. Guess, of that like, email. Yeah. Come back to me tomorrow. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Like I need to do this, but mm-hmm. I don't have time for it right now. And you can actually say, Hey, remind me. Right. To, to follow up on this mm-hmm. email tomorrow, later, three yeah. days from now, whatever. I want to say that it was asking me, Hey, have you followed up with this email? That's right. And it's like, because oh. I had a, uh, some links that I had sent out to a client that, you know, Thanksgiving happened. So we had a week there where I don't think a whole lot of people did anything. Yep. There's that and then so two hours. coming around <laughs> to the next week, I had kind of forgotten I'd sent those off. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you, do you remember this? And you're like, oh, oh yes, I do. I do now. Let me check in. Yeah. Let me check in on that. That's, I think that's one of the biggest challenges when you are balancing so many responsibilities and tasks. Yeah. Especially in the world we live in where communication is just like abundant. You, yeah. I'm getting a thousand. Gets, no jokes. I feel like I get three or 400 emails a day. Easy. And it's like, it is hard to keep up and to follow up with everyone. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to let people down, but it's also hard to communicate the fact that like, dude, like I like you and I know you're a client and I know you are important mm-hmm. and and I care about you. Yeah. But you were one of 300 emails I got today. Yeah. And I have to decipher what emails are important to respond to and which right. ones are junk. And those other 300 get in the way sometimes of the other ones yeah. that you really need to focus on. So the fact that they've built some tools in there that really, really help you be more efficient yes. with your time in your email. It's, yeah. It's amazing. They've, they've got a lot of other great things, you know, smart rules to, you know, get rid of emails and move oh, things yeah. into folders and. Right. And uh, then you'll have to spend that time, all that time. arranging yeah. all these folders. So yeah. highly, highly recommend if you use Apple. Um, Spark is a great replacement to Apple Mail. It's available for your iPhone, your iPad, or your Mac. Yeah. And I would definitely recommend that. 100%. Let's talk about some more administrative things for a second. Yeah, I was going to say, we need to get into some of these. Some of these ones here. So they're not they're not as fun, but they're really cool. But Gusto. Yeah. Gusto is- I like that one. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Why do you like Gusto, John? Because they send me emails saying, hey, guess what? You're getting paid you today. Got paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so- Gusto is our payroll software. Yeah. Um, I know other employers, other clients of ours that really struggle in the arena of running payroll. Yeah. When you're wearing multiple hats. It can fall through the cracks. Yeah. I mean, because you might be having to collect hours from different employees. Mm-hmm. You might have to figure out what the tax situation is. You might have to do uh, yeah. reimbursements or bonuses, whatever. What is so nice about Gusto is I actually have Gusto set to autopilot. Mm-hmm. It's literally a functionality of the software where I say, hey, automatically run my payroll when it needs to be run to make sure all my employees are paid on time. Mm -hmm. And then just send me an email to say, Hey, we're about to run your payroll. If you need any changes made. I gotcha. So it's kind of like here, it's done. Check it. And you have the final word there, but yep. And if I I don't check it, Mm -hmm. it's not a big deal. It'll It'll just run it as normal. Right. But if I'm like, Oh yeah, John needed me to reimburse him for, you know, gas mm-hmm. or, you know, so-and-so is due for a bonus or whatever. Right, yeah. I just log in, add that addition, add it, save yeah. it, and then it runs it when it's supposed to. That's sweet. And uh, I love that because I know that it's one less thing that I have to think about on a weekly right. basis. And I also know that I can trust that you guys are getting paid when you guys are supposed mm-hmm. to be getting paid. And that's really important when it comes to building trust and culture in a company. Yeah, you're right about you that. You want your team to feel like they are valued in that way. And I can't, paid yeah. by, Like late, 
you lose faith in what you're doing and you're just yeah. like, why am I, why am I showing up when you're not even taking yeah. care of me? We were yeah. talking about that a few weeks ago with the guys that were running to cash them checks before. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what we're talking about here, but just the demeanor of the people in the company when they're, you know, I love that job, but like, man, they don't pay me on time. It's a problem. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know? Yeah. And, and not, and it's not always out of, you know, ill intent. No. Sometimes it literally is just the fact that it's another well, thing you have to manage. I've seen it with construction companies where boss man was on a ladder. He didn't mean to. He just, he was on a ladder and, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, where's my paycheck? And it's like, I've been in the field with you guys. Where's yeah. my paycheck? Yeah, it's it's in. I got to go get it. Yeah. You know? And and, and, and so, honestly, like, because I get paid just like you guys. I'm a mm-hmm. W-2 employee of our company. Right. If I didn't have payroll auto set up. Mm-hmm. I'd be in the same boat. Right. I'd be like, oh, yeah. shoot. Right, how am I pay gonna myself. Pay? I'm going to buy yeah. gas or buy groceries exactly, or whatever. Exactly, yeah. Which is why Gusto really makes it easy. Now, I'll talk about some other little features too real quick that are mm-hmm. nice. There's a lot of things that go into payroll that people don't think about that are really stressful like payroll taxes and yeah. benefits and all oh, that yeah. stuff. Gusto handles all of that. That's nice. Beefy has to p- pay so much in, in, in employer taxes. Right. John and all my other employees have to pay so much in employee taxes. Mm-hmm. It automatically takes that money. Yeah. It t- pays it to the people that need it. You know, Uncle Sam, the yeah, IRS, yeah, Texas, wherever. whoever needs it, they pay it out. I don't have to think about it. Nice. And then in addition to that, it handles all the benefits management. Nice. So it, it automatically deducts your contributions to your 401k or mm-hmm. your IRA or your health and dental, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. They've made it really easy, a, sh- a really streamlined yeah. process to manage that scary task. Yeah. And I would say from the onboarding side of things with Gusto, I don't think I've ever been through the hiring process as streamlined as with you. So nice. It was so nice. And I was like, we like, could sell this. Yeah. Like this in and of itself. We yeah. could sell this as a marketing package right here. You're just, not wrong, man. Yeah. Because even for me as the employer, like I literally just put mm-hmm. your name in, put how much you should get paid yeah. and say, make John do and the then rest. I got an email. Yeah. That was <laughs> like, know? Hey, you got to go fill all this stuff out if you want to get paid. And but it then, made it easy to do your part. Right. And you know what else? There was never any kind of, it was all here. It's all online. Yeah. I didn't and so here was always and... focused on business here. That's right. And that, it, that's what I thought was so great. About I'm glad it. you shared that in, input mm-hmm. because it really is a, a really cool tool and it helps us. It, you can also pay contractors and I could spend a lot of time talking about this. Yeah, I know. I think we should move on, but I just wanted to add that little gusto sponsor us. <laughs> hey, this is the shameless self-promotion. So shameless yeah. plugs. Uh, uh, in fact, <laughs> the show notes is they're going to just love the links. I know. There's going to be so many links. Hey, you're welcome. Show yeah. note writer. Hey, you can go ahead and cut two sentences out of the summary. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just put go it in for the, it. put it in the links. Thank um, you for all you do. <laughs> yes. Bench. I said this one before uh-huh. and I have to slow down when I say it because it's bench. You run it together a little. <laughs> and I'm country too. So it comes out pretty inappropriate. Bench. Bench. Bench.com. Yeah, is great for bookkeeping, mm-hmm. but it's all online, and I really love that. So Bench it makes it easy to do all your bookkeeping. It's all online. It links with all your bank accounts, so Chase, Wells Fargo, your credit cards, your PayPal, any of those accounts, and it brings all of your transactions in and out all into one place. Mm-hmm. And then on a monthly basis, someone at Bench is assigned to you, and they actually make sure all your books are kept up to date. Okay, I used to use. QuickBooks, yeah, the most popular accounting and invoicing software. And I'm not, you know, bashing that. But honestly, the data was kind of technical in nature. It was hard for me to interpret the the reporting 
in QuickBooks. I, I got you. The the QuickBooks is the raw data. You're right yes. about that. It doesn't give you any intuitions about um, it. This is one I can't really share my phone with you because it shows a lot of important stuff. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bench's reporting is very, very intuitive for a small business owner that doesn't really understand maybe the just, technical jargon. Yeah, maybe walk us through some of those facets. Yeah, let me, let me pull up the app right quick because yeah, I think that that's... Like, you don't have to get specific, but just kind of, you know walk over some of the categories, so to speak. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I know one of the big ones for me is like there's a cash flow report. Okay. And, there you go. You know, I, I think most people know what cash flow is. It's like how much money is left on a, you know, month or how much, yeah, how much cash is available on a monthly basis, right, yeah. whether it's in the red or in the black or in the green. And I love that because whenever you're making big business decisions, for example, I want to get a new office or I want to hire a new employee, mm-hmm. I need to know, are we making more huh? than we're spending? And to what extent right. am I making only $200 more than I'm spending per month? Because if so, I can't afford a $5,000, you know, right. $60,000 salary. Or even if it's like a seasonal thing, you know, because we've talked about before sales go down in summer or winter or whatever. And so one of those things where you're trying to figure out what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the other thing is there's like a, there's a screen. I'm looking at my phone right now on the app and mm-hmm. there's a screen called Pulse. And I'm going to kind of walk you guys through it. Pulse, the top of the Pulse screen is going to have your account balances. So how much money is in the bank right now, Um, which is nice too, because I don't want to always log into the bank. I just want to look at everything in one quick place. Right. I got my balance of the bank account. I've got my cash summary. So how much, again, my influx of cash flow. Okay. I've got all my latest transactions from the bank that have Mm -hmm. also been pulled through. Again, those are in and out. So deposits or withdrawals. So I can see that the last few transactions were payroll taxes, I can see some 401k payments, life insurance, dental, and then some deposits from invoices. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of see that. I've, I've got a deeper profit and loss screen where I can actually truly see what my revenue was for the year, right. expenses for the year, my net profit for the year. This is also really cool as a business owner. There's a, a section right here in the summary page that has your top 10 expenses for the year. Okay. And not only does it break it down by how much you've spent in that category, it also right. breaks it down by the percentage of your what you expenses, spent. Wow. Right? So I know that right now, mm-hmm. 30% of Beefy's income, 30% of it goes to payroll expenses. Okay. And I can tell you the next one is cost of goods sold as it pertains to printing. Right. Is 17%. Cost of service, things like um, SEO management, web management, hosting, mm-hmm. that's 16%. And then a software and web hosting. So software we pay for on a monthly basis, which we're talking all about our yeah, favorite tools. Six percent uh, of our income, so 6%, which is so scary. I'm like, what can I cancel? <laughs> what can I cancel? Like, yeah. And Let's then get close to ten. Five percent on independent contractors, ten ninety nines, and three percent on furniture and fixtures. Which that's high this year because of the fact that we moved into a new office. Right, that's going to be different. And that's one of those things where I was talking about earlier. Like, are you trying to figure out what you're doing? You know, are you trying to figure out is there a reason that these numbers are different? Is it because we have less sales? It was because That's we moved right. into an office. Yeah. Because that could affect the way, you know, just looking at the numbers in the bank doesn't tell you why they were there. That's right. And there's so many times as a business owner that you're kind of like at the end of the year, you feel defeated. And you're like, why Why is it that I feel like we worked so hard and we made and, all this money, but there's no money to show for it? Right. And having like the ability to pull up these reports and this pulse to say, where do we stand? Yeah. Where am I spending my money? Because a lot of times what we see is like the bank transactions and we see right. $8, $50, and $30, $20. Yeah. And we're just like, well, that doesn't seem like a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not that you notice it until you see it in a category and you're like, holy crap. Yeah. 
like six percent, ten percent of yeah. our, our cost. Do I really spend that on much software. on food? On yeah, food. yeah, exactly. exactly. And then yeah. that's when you can kind of reevaluate and say, okay, mm-hmm. it goes back to one of our last uh, podcast episodes. Yep. What is your annual budget? Mm-hmm. I spent you know six percent on software last year. Yeah. Do I think I'm going to need to spend more next year? Or do you think I can scale that back so we can get some more revenue in the business? Yeah. Right? So again. Bench is a great way. The cool thing too, I think I talked about this one of other episodes, but Mm -hmm. it exports all that data out. Your accountant can use it to do your end of the year taxes. And that is amazing. We'll power through some of these next ones, but there's some of our favorites too. And we'll get past kind of these more administrative ones. Process Street, we've talked about a thousand times. Don't want to spend too much time here, but Process Street makes it easy Mm -hmm. to document all your processes in one software. Right. But then you can... Really, what oh, I love process street. I could spend too much time on this one. Yeah. Once you build a process once, let's just say the process to do a social media campaign. There you go. Okay. You set the process up once mm-hmm. and then you can run it, run the process. Yep. As many times as you need to. Mm-hmm. You can assign people to the different tasks in the process. Right. You can have due dates based on, hey, this thing is due three days after this other task. Right. Each of those tasks can have descriptions and embeddable videos with instructions. Yeah. Um, it can have even forms built in to collect data. Right. It's just the easiest way to understand your processes as a company mm-hmm. and then collaborate on those processes. Right. No joke. Process Street, and I think I've said this before, but Process Street literally changed the trajectory of Beefy because mm-hmm. before we were dropping the ball all too often because we didn't have a clear defined process and we didn't know how to assign the different right. people the right tasks. Process Street changed that. Do yourself a favor. Go to right now, process.street. Process.st. No, say just st. St. And sign up. It doesn't matter what it costs. I promise you it's going to be the best money you'll spend on your company. I love that software. Agora Pulse. Mm -hmm. A lot of our episodes are about marketing automation. And Agora Pulse makes it easy to schedule all of your social media posts for the entire month, the entire year. You can collaborate. You can uh, assign people that have to approve content. Right. You can do all your engagement right in the platform. So instead of logging – it goes back to like kind of like Spark. Yeah. Instead of logging to Facebook and Twitter Mm -hmm. and Instagram and LinkedIn, we bring it all into one one. dashboard Mm -hmm. where I can schedule to all those platforms at once and I can monitor all of them at once. That's that productivity right there. Yeah. Streamlining everything. Yeah. Airtable. Oh, yeah. That's a – Editorial calendar. Love Airtable. Plus Air, some, Yeah, again, Airtable is one of those yeah. ones that like you can do so much with it. It's essentially a database software, but really yeah. intuitive. It's kind of like spreadsheets like Excel, right. but way more feature-rich than that. Right. Yeah, I don't think so much of the, the functionality of, of, yeah, Excel, of Excel, but... Yeah. It but, looks like that because it's tables and rows. Yeah, but you can do so much more. Yeah, and the different fields can trigger other things and it's just and the views right the like imagine if you took a spreadsheet that had a, a list of dates and of important interactive events. spreadsheet yeah and then turn it into a calendar view you can mm-hmm. do that inside of Airtable. yeah Airtable, another another crowd favorite over here oh yeah one i just signed up for yesterday and i'm already in love with it all right what we got here add espresso all right i have not heard of this one okay so basically where i was at was that we do not offer paid advertising it's a conversation you and i have had for yeah months now yeah and the biggest need we had right away was that all of our social media packages, when someone signs up with us to manage their social media, we include mm-hmm. a free advertising budget to I help them boost their posts, get more page likes. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah. It's nothing fancy. If somebody wants to do a more it's advanced kind of a social baseline. campaign, it's like a baseline to just keep the page. It's kind of like, you know. Keep it current. Keep it fresh. Keep it in front of people. Because, you know, the algorithm, it sucks. That's how we keep the content at the top. So the hard part was... Mm-hmm. Kara or Rosie or whoever was having to go in there manually and set these campaigns up every yeah. single month. 
set that budget, watch it, monitor it. Make blah, sure blah, it doesn't blah. go yeah. go over. Yeah. And that's tedious, click. man. When you got, you know, a plethora of clients, that's just a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about our Dropbox folder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Using the Dropbox folder. Add Espresso allows you to do automation of ads on Facebook and that's, actually Google as well. The Facebook's been the one that's been pretty right. impactful for us. Again, I signed up yesterday, but I've already set up four campaigns because it was that easy and it's yeah. that cool. That's so you awesome. can actually set a budget like 50 bucks a month right. and say, automatically boost my posts every single day. Cut when it I down. Hit bucks, stop it. And nice. then restart it next month. See, and that's really awesome because yes, you can do that within each advertiser like Facebook, whatever you're using. Yep. But that streamlining, uh, we're talking about that productivity. We're trying to get to that three-hour mark at least, right? Yep. Get an extra seven minutes here without having to sign in and out of things. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ad Espresso really is cool. The reporting, too, in Ad Espresso is pretty impressive. Just they make it really easy to understand That's how much you've so paid, important. impressions, conversions. Well, when you're talking advertising and you're talking new advertisers, without that information, you may not end up with those new advertisers. Yeah. The other functionality that I thought was really cool is when it comes to building ads, sometimes you can, if you want to do true like A-B testing and things like that, then you have to build every single ad, right? Like yes, one by one. One by, by one. one. Mm-hmm. This is cool. So you get into Ad Espresso, you can say new campaign, you tell it what kind of campaign you want to run. Right. And then it shows you headlines, descriptions, photos, or videos, whatever, like Hold all the media. Up. And when you add your headlines, you add as many as you'd like. Uh huh. You add your description, as many as you'd like. Photos and videos, as yeah. many as you like. And when it's done, it says that's going to be 85 ads because it automatically creates, creates all of the all variations of, of those together. So yesterday in a matter of 10 15 minutes, I created an ad campaign that had 83 different ads. That's awesome. Which means I can now figure out which one's the most effective. Right. And then and pour then my money run into that, that one. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to do the work of manually figuring out these different well, variations myself. That's time, yeah. Dude. Ad Espresso really automation and affordable too. I think Ad Espresso started at about like fifty dollars. Really a month. not bad yeah, for that kind of yeah. productivity. You know, I mean, if you've ever tried to do your own ads and you're not jumping at the bit on that one, yeah. And yeah. Facebook has tried to make Ads Manager as you know intuitive as possible, but it's just not. It's it's really not, and it's kind of so. Facebook. I was told this a long time ago when it came to music, and it was to sell your music on websites. If it's geared towards the listener, it will be profitable for you. Yeah. If it's geared towards the artist and listing artists to sell music, it probably won't pan out to be profitable Mm. because they're trying to sell you something. Mm. And with Facebook, they're trying to sell you something. That's right. To an extent. They are making money off that advertising. Which is why they've built that software to be good for advertisers and and agencies. It's loaded in their favor. And never forget that. Yep. True that. True that. As it pertains to ads, mm-hmm. ClickFunnels is like this. Easiest way to explain it is it's a software to help you build landing pages for a specific offer. I got you. ClickFunnels is a bit more, um, forgive me, ClickFunnels gods, but it's a little more cultish in the sense that the ClickFunnels mindset, the guy that owns it, Russell Brunson, seems like a top-notch guy from every video mm-hmm. I've watched and just the way he responds to his, his users. Yeah. But he's really kind of designed this methodology of how you actually get someone to convert and go through a process. And he's got several good books about his process. So instead of just like these landing pages, he's built these 
like multi-step landing pages that are really effective at converting. I got you because it goes through the psychological. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's brilliant. You've probably been on a ClickFunnels landing page at some point in your life and not realized it. Yeah. It's, it's either had this long page that you've scrolled forever and it had mm-hmm. several videos. And then they also, once you finally added the thing to your cart, it says, hey, also for just five bucks more, you can right. add this thing. That's called a, a one-time offer. I know there's like a that. lot of software and plugin That's sites right, that, that use that. Is that. Yeah. So ClickFunnels is a really, really great software for that. It's also good if you're trying to create a online course. They've created some online course building uh, aspects to it. Man, if you were um, looking to get into that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. So I use ClickFunnels for a variety of reasons. One of their tools though that I really like, and I didn't write it down here, but I'm glad I'm thinking about it, is this product called Funnel Scripts. Uh-huh. And the idea is that if you have a product, a brick and mortar business, a service, a supplement, whatever yeah. it may be, you can log into Funnel Scripts and you can actually Pick one of the different types of scripts you want based on the type of funnel you want to run. Right. It'll even give you recommendations based on what you're trying to sell. Wow. And you put that in and then it's got this big, it's essentially a form that you fill out mm-hmm. and it tells you kind of, it prompts you to how to fill it out. You fill it out, you press generate and it generates you the entire copy, the text Man. that you need to go put on your landing page. That's... It is very cool. Well, if you've ever tried to run your own website... And you get to that point where, all right, my homepage, what goes on it? Yeah. You're like, Ugh. Yeah. all right, my about bus page, what's my bio? Yeah. And you have to start writing that out yourself. That could be a game changer. Right yeah. There. One of the, one of the tools they have too is um, with inside of funnel scripts is a perfect webinar mm-hmm. builder. Yeah. And so like webinars are a great way to sell a typically like an online product, a digital product. Yeah. But they've got a whole webinar script mm-hmm. that when you're done, it liter- literally, excuse me, generates a PowerPoint with every slide uh, and nice. all of the content psychologically designed to sell whatever it is that you're trying to sell. Wow, that's that's pretty Freaking well. crazy. So yeah. yeah, ClickFunnels, really cool product. Definitely check that out. Okay, I'm going to pick one more. You pick one more. Okay. And then we'll call it a day because I feel like we're, we're talking about so many. We'll leave all of the ideas that we have in our programs there we go in the notes there we go that way we don't spend too much time on this because there's so many that we could talk about we love really we is. love software clearly six percent of our revenue is spent on yeah probably bs but we still like it all right go for it john what you got i think one of my favorite ones that i'm going to say is the du recorder which is actually a phone app an android app and it can allow you to record audio or your screen of your phone and you can record the audio of your phone and from your microphone. Oh, nice. Or either or or neither. So you can narrate or... So, yeah, you can yeah. narrate in real time or you can ditch all that. You can put yeah, it into... Great for a, tutorials. Right. Or, what I've used it for a lot is showing clients, hey, this is where you go to do this. Yeah. Uh, you great. go here to your website, you're going to go here to these settings and then you're going to click this button and this button. Call me if Love you have questions. Yeah. That's great. Mine, I think I'm going to go with Hotjar. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you can see my screen, but I'm going to pull it up anyways, just in case you can. I cannot. Hotjar uh, helps you figure out how your users behave on your website. And so back in the day, there was this kind of popular technology called heat maps, mm-hmm. which basically showed you colors, yellow, green, yeah. red, based on the intensity of, in which people scrolled on your site. Right. So you could say, oh, red, there's a lot of people on this part of my site. Green, yeah. eh, not so many, yellow, yeah. whatever it was, right? The the thing, though, that Hotjar kind of came out with that really for me was a game changer and I think for most businesses, they probably don't even know this exists, is recordings. Yes. And you can actually see what your users see. Mm-hmm. Now, 
people get scared about this sometimes because they think recordings, like I don't want to record their computer screen. You're not recording their computer screen. No. You're only recording their behavior on your website. Right. So really what you're getting isn't any information off of their computer not at all. all. You, it's you can't see what browser they yeah. interacted with your server. Only yeah, exactly. With mm-hmm. your site. So what's cool about that is you record these user sessions and no joke, you can see what buttons they click. Oh yeah. Where they like you know how like whenever you go to a website and you're like clicking something that doesn't work and you kind of click yeah, on it a few yeah, times yeah. and you're like, well that's weird and you scroll. Or maybe you take your cursor and you like you know, drag it across something that you're reading. Huh, is this a button? You know, is yeah. this a button? Or, you know, you're kind of just figuring out the functionality of the site. Remember when Easter eggs were a real big yeah, thing yeah, on yeah. websites? So, yeah. yeah, you click on like everything so just to see, see if you get something. Yeah. And so, it actually records that. And what's so amazing about that is heat maps and Google Analytics only give you a finite amount of data around how they're behaving on your website. Mm-hmm. I'll never know that there was this thing broken on my website unless somebody on my team caught it or somebody or told me. a friend of yours, right? yeah. Or I would never know that someone went to my website and 90% of the people that got to my site all tried to click on one thing that was not even intended to be clicked on. Yeah. We should probably make that thing clickable because if everyone's going to do it anyways, we might as well drive it somewhere. Well, you've set a negative connotation for yourself. If they they expect something and it doesn't happen, you've already created this subconscious They might feel like it's broken. Even though you might have designed it that way, it doesn't matter what they thought. Their experience was they thought that that should be clickable. Yep. You can always you, you can also see how far did they scroll down, mm-hmm. what pages did they go to, and how much did they care about it? Yeah. Because sometimes there's a lot like there's a lot of customers of ours that will spend a lot of time designing one page on their website, a lot of thought, a lot of time, yeah. a lot of money, and I'm like, hey, like no one's on that page anyways. Like I don't know why you're spending too much time on it. And they're like, yeah. well, we want it to look a certain way, and it's like, okay, okay. Hot Jar though will give you the the deep data that you need to say, well, shit, we're wasting time on pages that don't matter. Yeah. Exactly. Let's spend more energy on this page that every single person that visits our site clicks to. I agree. How is that page set up to be convertible? How is that page set up to be optimized for engagement? All yep. of that. So I'm going to leave it with Hotjar. That's my favorite. All right. I think our hack for today is get you some software. Get you some software. Try to keep it under 6% of your uh, business, your business revenue. revenue. And maybe <laughs> go back through and see if you can overlap. Because a lot of the stuff we talked about, some of it does some of the same things. So you may be able to go one or yeah, the other. Yeah, you can consolidate. Like, you know, G yeah. Suite, you could get rid of Dropbox maybe. Yeah. Um, if you, you, don't, you might not need both. Us, maybe not. But I whatever. don't want to. That scares me. <laughs> me too. Remember, hey, and try not to be one of those 80% of the people that have subscriptions they've forgotten about. If there's tools that you're not using, maybe it's time to do a little bit of a cleanse. Yeah. Get rid of the tools that are not helping you. You know. Get some that will. Yeah. New year, new you. New computer, you know. get. Yeah. If you're not using stuff and not paying for it is a good way to save money in the next year. Love it. John. Andrew. Merry, Merry Christmas, bro. Merry Christmas. We'll see you guys next week. And Merry week. Christmas to you. Oh. Next week. thank you for listening to another episode of the business growth hacks podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode to get more marketing tips and tricks follow beefy marketing on facebook instagram and youtube at beefy marketing and to take your business to the next level check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com